0: The views and opinions of the hosts and resource persons do not represent those of the organization and the university and its stakeholders. This is LLS with GNK. Welcome to Lay Talks, the official Layla Salt podcast with Gab.
1: Okay, this is our third episode. Youth changed my life in a moment. So, Gab, it's already our third episode, and we have always asked each other about. Have we been up to lately? So let me ask you again.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. it's, it's a weekly so, thing. How is your
1: week?
0: Um, All right. Uh, good question, Kate. <laughs> but yeah, uh, actually, this week that just uh, happened, it uh, happened really fast. And when I was in the week, I didn't feel the because I did know. 'Cause Kate, you can you imagine? We're down to our last three weeks, right, if I'm saying.
1: Yeah, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: so it's really like the the requirements have been piling up and everything. So for me yeah, I
1: agree. Yeah,
0: I've just been stressed in doing everything. But so far kinda of man, okay na ka.
1: Similar as yours. Still busy with acads and org works, you know. I've been pulling up an all nighter these past few days just to Finish my requirements, and really? so far, naman, yeah, like so far, um, kaya naman. it's almost kind of, okay. and you know, there's so much more to do for the next week, and for the next next week, that's true, it's the about to end, yeah,
0: Lalo na it's approaching finals, na and everything. So, but yeah. you know, at least as you said, naman, kaya parin naman, naman, laban lang finish strong, guys, <laughs> finish
1: strong, yeah,
0: you mentioned. This is our third episode. and actually as sad as this sounds, it's our last episode for the term. And
2: mm-hmm. so
0: do you have any idea who our guest speaker is for tonight? Um, actually, you have no idea. You have no idea, okay. I'm just gonna <laughs> I'm gonna keep it brief and chill and, and formal at the same time okay. in properly presenting our speaker for tonight. So for everyone who's listening, right. uh, yeah, again I just mentioned this is our last episode. So siempre, the late talks won't, mm-hmm. you know. isipin it's the last episode, baka baka wala ng kwalang ng speaker daw the Cya speakers <laughs> may kwentang <also have> <laughs> parin. But this speaker, yes. this speaker is the bomb. You know, you know what I feel. Yeah. So You're <laughs> big I know to to formally uh, introduce our speaker for tonight. He is a political science faculty member from De La Salle University and is currently taking his doctoral degree at Shanghai Jiao Tong University. Moreover, his research interests include politics in Southeast Asia, urban politics, and civic education. And at the same time, he is also a fellow podcaster at the P.I. Podcast. And the P.I. Podcast discusses uh, Philippine politics and popular culture. So without further ado we would like to present and welcome our speaker for tonight Mr. Matthew Ordonez.
2: Hey Matthew. A-boom. Hi. Thank you for hey. that very <laughs> generous introduction. Uh I try I try my best to be the bomb.
0: Yeah. Uh, you better. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh
2: my god. The listeners Pressure. Are, the listeners are they have
0: uh, an expectation now. So oh god. yeah. Anyway, Matt, um you know, mm. I'm pretty sure besides the fact that I've introduce who you are. You're a professor in DLSU. I'm sure there's still people out there who don't know who you are at all.
2: <laughs> so, okay.
0: take this time to introduce mm-hmm. yourself. Who is si Matthew or Donas?
2: But I think that's a lot of what I do. You already said actually. I am. I put a lot of myself in my podcast and in my work and scholarship but the, the only thing I have to add to that is I used to be um, well, very active in the church under the youth uh, ministry, which I think that's where I met you and your Ate, I think, uh, in right, San Martin Forest, right. remember? So yes, yeah, yes. we're actually siblings, we share a <laughs> parish. And I've experienced in youth, and so far, you you were as well. I think I knew you since you were like half your current size, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> you know each other a long time. So. Yeah, yeah.
0: Oh yeah, just, mm-hmm. a, um, just a quick Oh, in this area. Um, Matt and I are actually neighbors, and yeah, as she mm-hmm. said, we, we, Go to the same uh, parish and all that mm-hmm. alright you can oh, continue
2: yeah. nah but it's basically I mean the thing is um, what I'm doing right now mainly uh, is of course teaching uh, policy and the thing is when I started uh, when I started working again uh, I kind of thought to myself like especially with these circumstances like why uh, why am I doing this I mean is political science an essential is it like lugao? Is it essential? Is it an essential service? You know, is it, uh, is it something that people really have to talk know about, you know? Mm-hmm. And the, th- uh, the thing is, you know, compared to like what other people are, are teaching, I sometimes tend to get insecure, like uh, some people who are teaching science, like med- medicine, very important, especially in the COVID uh, epidemic, uh, like food, like food sciences, etc. So those are very important. But what, is political science important? And the thing is, uh, I think so. I, I've come to learn that yes, it is. Because uh, if you notice, uh, especially with your generation, it's, I think the young people right now are the most political generation since the 60s, actually. Because when I was a student, uh, I honestly did not care about politics. Like, i don't know why i'm a political science major i used to be like a pre-law just like you but now more people are going into like legal management quite frankly so that's more of the pre law thing you know and so i'm like sure, is sure. this really necessary you know and i'm thinking yeah because at least it guides people to try to express themselves politically and, and hopefully i'm able to guide them more than what the, what they know right now because all like young people are doing I am aware actually I'm friends with some young people on Facebook and I see what they do It's they, they like sharing uh, political posts memes even advocacies so and yeah they, and they they really would like to they really care about you know issues you know mm-hmm. um, and I want to help guide them into make um, making more effective political change I, hopefully I, I'm doing that at least in the subject I'm teaching particularly in citizenship and governance I know you uh, take that I think. So yeah, it, is yeah, it I've, yeah. Yeah, I've I've done
0: I'm done with that. How about you Kate? <laughs> <Have> <laughs> not,
1: you... Yet, not yet, not yet. Not yet.
0: Or oh, now you know.
1: Yeah. <laughs> mm. Okay.
2: I'm always teaching it so free. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> so that's that's me right now. <laughs> <laughs> so wow, that's that was
0: that was really that was really intense already. Did you guys feel the the bomb there? <laughs> 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 so yeah, anyway. The, our title in in the podcast right now is, "Youth Changed My Life in a Moment." Actually, I'm curious. Do you, Lovely title. Yeah. yeah. Do you do you, do you get the, the the pun here? Do you know where <laughs> we got this from? Yeah. This is <laughs> this this line came from.
2: Is that you know? even from your generation? I think it's more even like our parents' generation. Yeah. Like, you know. I mean, not. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Exactly. <laughs> there. <that. Yeah. laughs> So yeah, as you can see we we changed the u there to youth and that's actually what we're really going to be talking about tonight. Right. So yeah, uh Matt, and are you ready for just some intense questions? I got some more bombs, you know. All right, that's really good. That's good. <laughs> okay. okay yeah. We're just we're just going to start off right now with, you know, maybe just like a simple uh starter question. How mm. in your own words, how do you
2: define youth uh, well quite frankly when I hear the word youth it's always you know numbers you know uh, let's start with how the law defines it I think in the I believe the one that created the National Youth Commission NYC defines the youth as uh, Filipinos age 15 to 30 the world uh, uh, the World Bank is a bit uh, a bit more generous it's from 18 to 34 so yeah uh, I still have a few more years mm-hmm. uh, and I think even more generous I, I can't remember if this is correct but in the World Youth Day in the Catholic uh, Church uh, I think they have a much wider margin it's from 18 up to 39 if they're single <laughs> otherwise if you're married but younger than that you're not counted as youth you're supposed to be focused on your family that's weird I mean right. the, thing, the thing is uh, it's again it seems very arbitrary so it's from fi- low, lower margin 15 mm-hmm. to 18 sometimes mm-hmm. legal age on time it's not so it's really it's it's a numbers game but the thing is uh does it really matter because there are i think well i i've i've thought for a few years already i know that uh, people of a certain age have varying levels of maturity and even like some people are advanced, some people are not as much. So it doesn't really matter, but really what people want to think, you know, uh, want to believe in the youth is that they are oh, the, the hope of the gener- of the new generation, uh, yeah. up-and-coming yes. of the up-and-coming workers of the country, you know. Eventually, they're um, once they graduate from their schooling, they are the next leaders they're the next workers. They're the next soldiers. They're the next doctors, lawyers, etc. So, and I think that's why, especially by our national hero Jose Rizal, he uh, he said that uh, the youth is the hope of the nation. So, as, uh, just by that alone, you know, they, it's an important force in the nation. You know, it, literally, they are. Um, yeah, That's, <laughs> that's right. how I. That's how I define it. Wow, oh, yeah. Well I mean that
0: that's that's true, you know. Like especially mm-hmm. when uh like even our national hero, like he already defined you as the the, the hope for our country, right? You
2: guys feel pressured?
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. the hope.
0: I know. I've, i I yeah. mean I a bit. How would you, I mean, you
1: think? I it's something about, you know, like how big of a role does the youth have in being a means of enacting a enacting change?
2: Okay. Uh, well, the thing is, let's go back to, uh, I suppose, the decade of the youth, because in, in um, during this decade, the entire world, you, young people, students around the world, uh, began a revolution. Particularly the '60s. Uh, they' there, and during this time, they they affected a lot of change. Well, positive or negative in particular uh, are, are you familiar with the movie uh, well a lot of movies in particular but the movie like The Dreamers by Bertolucci by, by who uh, starring uh, Michael Pitt Louis Garel uh, Evergreen when they were much younger you know oh okay no uh, who, oh, who, uh, who's the director know. okay maybe something a bit more recent how about <laughs> how about The Trial of the Chicago 7 oh uh, yes, like, yes the Netflix I love Sarah that for <laughs> academic well, that... i wanted it to win though but it didn't oh yeah i love the aaron zorkin apparently and it, it, that's the, that was the important time where uh, the the youth in particular like rioted against the authority particularly because of the vietnam war Remember that yeah uh, i think it was supposed to be represented by uh, eddie redmayne's character you know and, and not only in America, you know, but across the world, even in France, in the dreamers, uh, they they wanted to change society, you know, into their own uh, into something better against the capitalist system or something that or the system that kind of made their parents, you know, the authoritarian figures, you know. But the thing is, whenever they, uh, whenever they try to change, it's always something like they don't know how or they don't know into what you know so it's they always have this energy for cha- for to, to start something new and uh, I think that's that is a force of creativity a force of can be a force of positive change but they can also be a force of you know um, not so positive change you know, also during the 60s there, have you heard of the thing called the Red Guard from China in fact uh, I think oh. they said sort of, mm-hmm. yeah no I... yeah in communist China there was Uh, Mao Zedong particularly mobilized the youth young people as young as you and me you know uh, and to enforce the cultural revolution in other words they're the ones who spread the word of Mao Zedong and when whoever was against the revolution he that they would actually help execute you know they would actually you know uh, torture and even humiliate people much older than them in fact there is this scene in a book uh, depicting a uh, how the Red Guard was actually humiliating their former physics professor, like their students. And they would say, ah, okay. oh, this professor is against the revolution. He's not revolutionary. You should beat him up. And they yeah. they were, of course, they were, of course, um, hesitant to do it. But eventually, the, they beat him to death. Yeah. Oh, it's kind of like that. Oh, you yeah. guys watch, like, Attack on Titan? Oh, like, yeah. You, I, the I, latest do. one? There's a yeah. scene like that. And that's because, well... The youth, besides being, of course, in the other example i mentioned first, where the agents of change, sometimes they're used by people like Mao Zedong because they want to be a part of something bigger. You know, Mao Zedong made them feel important, something like a part of history, fulfillment of history. Another similar thing, uh, let's see, uh, even Hitler youth, you know, like Jojo Rabbit. And the thing is at the of course, even then, the uh, the youth people are the young people are more or less energetic eager to learn but also easily manipulated to the to the point where that movie jojo rabbit kind of poked fun at how young nazis were you know even if the logic makes sense they still believed that jews were evil you know so in terms of like youth as change, you know they've been both used by adults to you know create like the communist china you know or even put up like Nazi Germany even. Yes, kids as young as 10 years old. You know, they they go to camp just to learn to hate Jews and fire machine guns and throw grenades. Of course, that's satire. But still, that's something even here in the Philippines. Actually, let's go to the Philippines. And the the reason why the reason why martial law was implemented in the first place was because the youth, a lot of the youth were said to have joined the New People's Army communists who yeah, wanted yeah, to yeah. overthrow and take mm-hmm. over the state so uh, it, it it was actually uh, marcos was actually scared of the youth you know or at least the youth recruited by communists so their youth is can be very dangerous and also very um how you say uncontrollable sometimes again it's it's a their youth are forced to be reckoned with but they can also be, because of perhaps their lack of experience, uh, they can be very uh, dangerous and under, under the wrong hands can create, like, change the world forever, or at least the course of their country's history forever. Um, I suppose let's make it something, end up with something positive. Like, even like, you know, remember Zerizah? He wrote Noli and El Fili when he was like, what, 26? That's fairly young. So, and. Yeah. Oh, sure. Even younger, uh, Emilio Acinto. I think he was like died at 21 or 23, but around that time. So how old are you? <laughs> I'm yeah. I'm, I'm 21. <laughs> oh, you're almost the age of Emilio Acinto, and he already wrote a lot of poetry. Oh my brains of the revolution already. So yeah. So, so I should
0: I should start on writing now too. Probably yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> I should stop yeah.
0: playing whatever games I play. <laughs>
2: Uh, well uh, we'll talk about that later but the point is when you're like, young people made history even our own history Al- albeit you know they lost but they ha- they're they the ones with the talent and the energy to uh, to make the difference you know? they- there's this I can't re- uh, there's this other saying where revolution is a young man's business <laughs> so in a way it's really it's your turn guys our turn sama pa ako youth just yeah, <laughs> yeah. anyway di, go ahead di ka excuse <laughs> <laughs> all
0: right so like um i agree also like so basically the youth really has that that major uh, expectation that they're powerful right but then at the same time it really depends on how they've been using uh the Specific tools around them, or their, or capabilities, or their talents. So, yeah, it, it can either make or break, uh, like what, the society, okay. Right? As what you've been saying a while ago, from like previous, uh, instances from like history. Mm. So that being said, I'm now now gonna ponder to my next question. Mm. Uh, for the youth, do you think that there actually is a need for change right now.
2: You know, one thing that we have to accept is that change will happen whether we like it or not. And whether or not the youth has any part in it will depend on, you know, what it, what it wants. And I think that's a conversation that the generation should ha- have with itself. You know, what do we want? Do we know what we want? And a lot of people kind of ask this question, especially with the upcoming elections in 2022. So I suppose, do you have any personal, um, I don't know, desires for you know, the the elections or anything in particular? Uh, it's a force yeah. of habit. I'm sorry. Like, yeah, it's a way because because I'm a professor. I kind of make students think. You know, what do you what do you want? You know, what what is your goal? Because a lot of people really don't know what they want, and it's like, okay, uh, what do you? Like, what do you want to happen what kind of leader do you want you know do you do you want to change things because uh, i think what i mentioned a while ago students being the most like the most political it has been for a long time uh they they definitely complain and they want a better world but they don't really know what kind of new world it's the same kind of uh, the same kind of problem that they had back in the 60s Although at least uh, something is clear, as the Vietnam more like saying no to the draft, saying no to uh, forced um, being forced to fight a war that they have no business in. Simple as that. That's a bit more clear for them. But other than that, like what kind of reforms that do they want, you know. And I think that's one thing that the that I want to see is that the youth being able to articulate what do they, what kind of change do they want. And in order for you to do that. You need to basically study and be a part of the world. True. Sure. Yeah. Because what you're in, you guys are in school. You know, we're in school. It's actually kind of not quite the real world. It's kind of in between. It's outside your house, and it's not quite the public space. You guys are kind of protected by your teachers and the security guards, etc. But really, it's the, you're there to basically incubate how to be in the outside world and to prepare yourself. So it's, a, it's a very classic and boomer thing to say but you know anyway study uh because here's the thing the reason like i try to teach my students in citizenship and governance that it's um that politics that to be political is basically being a part of the world when i say world the public world the world of laws world of um you know occupation jobs place where you're not. You don't just take from society, but you also provide. The <laughs> kayo sa lipunan. Gambag meaning you contribute, in a way you know you're an adult when you're able to help maintain society as it's functioning. You know, so that's part, and that you do that by be like being the uh, the best. Uh, for example, if you're an engineer, engineering major, being the best engineer you can be and also in a way fighting for the rights of engineers because that's one there's a problem that i tend to notice like when the youth try to speak out like students they kind of you not like for example they try to speak something about human trafficking it's like okay it's generally wrong and that's good but do they re, are they really a part of the issue mm-hmm. uh, have they have any of them being with human trafficked or like or like a part of the trade or they speak out about uh, let's see for the jeepneys, but have any? I mean, I'm sure some of them have ridden jeep- jeepneys, but ha- others from the south have they rode? Have you rode the jeepney cab or a gate? <laughs> oh, <laughs> you yeah, guys, yeah, for yeah. Sure. yeah, yeah. I they, tried. Uh, of course. Uh, oh, you tried? <laughs> okay, that's good. <laughs> <laughs> it's good to try. Uh, so the point. Oh, me I so... don't. I come, I come Right. So what I'm, what? I'm basically trying to say is, you know. um. When you try to fight for a change you be sure that you understand how the world works and you've experienced uh, yeah experience the world you know in a way there are a lot of students who try to fight for, like fight for uh, like a certain cause without really earning the right to talk about it you know it's just saying things like I know there are some students who are like Marxists and say okay but have you ever starved have you ever worked the same way that you uh the workers did you fight for you know so i think that's one thing i want to establish here. in a way uh whatever you fight for be sure that you understand it you know that part of the world or, or if you want to get to know about uh that world then get, go into it you know, immerse yourself in fact uh When I was in Ateneo, I think. Sorry for saying that. I mean, I say that I'm from Ateneo. (laughs) Yeah, you are. are. We are. Well, anyway, we're we're we were encouraged to go into immersion. We work uh, menial jobs just to know what it's like to be, uh, for instance, uh, well, a duty barker or a a bag like a grocery bagger, etc. So that's and we understood. In a way, the experience, at least even for a few days, I'm a regular person out there. So, yeah. Anyway, uh, I think I bought you guys enough time. Do you guys have a particular thing you want to change in the world?
0: Well, personally, <laughs> I'm 100% sure that mm. what's going on right now, I don't want a repetition of that. Mm. Like that okay. thats That's for sure for me. And in terms of what I can do to help or yeah or what i can do to to make this wish of mine come true is to mm. obviously start with the basic thing which is the elections to mm. vote for like uh, properly uh, m- more proper uh, leaders and obviously i have i have to do more research and study about that and that's yeah, good how about, yeah,
1: how about you kid I agree with you. Like, if we want to see change, I think it's time for us to vote wisely. You know, not just, like, vote for someone just because of their political clout, mm-hmm. but uh, vote for their platforms, principles, and what they can actually contribute and do something for our country.
2: Mm-hmm. Those are great answers. Um, and the next question would be... Um, I'm sorry, I took over, but... Uh, yeah, <laughs> okay. question, think, like, who, who... Is there... Anyone decent enough to vote for? Are you prepared to vote for Sarah Duterte or Manny Pacquiao? I mean, these are the top choices we have. So are you prepared for that? Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I believe in. Happened. I believe in the.
0: The saying if you don't have anything nice to say better to just keep quiet. So Oh uh,
2: okay.
0: I agree, I
1: agree.
0: But speaking of, I just wanna, you know, just a quick plug in. Uh we laid us all actually gonna have a an event called Voters Education Webinar. Mm. It's gonna be held on May twenty two. And yeah, uh, feel free to join in and it's as the title says, it's mm. gonna be all about educating voters as to uh, so the specific, like mm-hmm. the specific aspects that they need to know, when, and before they before uh, voting. So yeah,
2: this is just a quick plug-in. Masterful segue. <laughs> yeah. All right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Uh, mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, uh, I think them. Uh, that's been really uh, such a my um, mouthful, and. <laughs> <laughs> And <laughs> I, I, I'm full, actually. I got a grasp of everything that you said. How about you, Kate?
1: Yeah, me too. Like, right now, it's a lot <laughs> for me. So, I guess it's time to take a quick break. Okay, so just a quick reminder for everyone. The views and opinions of the host and resource persons do not represent those of the organization, the university, and its stakeholders. So, once again, I am Kate, together with my co-host, Gab. And uh, we'll be taking this opportunity to promote Lay LaSalle's social media accounts. So kindly like and give us a follow at Lay's official FB page at LayDLSU. And it's Instagram at Lay.LaSalle. Once again, it's Lay.DLSU for Facebook and Lay.LaSalle for Instagram.
0: We also have our Twitter page. Uh, follow us at, at official Le. Again, that's at Lay. And yeah. Uh, as what I just mentioned a while ago, we just want to plug our uh, upcoming events, our event rather, uh, it's, it's going to be the Voters' Education Webinar. And yeah, I guess for the first part of the podcast, we've been diving around with thought of what the youth is, how they've been continuously evolving towards the Past what decades, years, and how big of a role that they actually have. So, Matt, you still with us? Yeah. All right. So uh, we're actually gonna start on with like the second part of the podcast, and so in, in this part, uh, it's gonna be uh it's gonna we we wanna focus on like your personal um, insights and like specific steps that you mm-hmm. think that you think the youth can follow in order to become better i know that's i know that's like really hard for your oppression, but we were just curious so to start off um given the current situation how do you think can the youth take part in social civic advocacies and mm. movements
2: right you know uh, that is a good question and i kind I kind of do that every time I teach City Go. And the first question that is always asked is, you know, what bothers you? What bothers you personally? And I think that's what we tried to talk about a while ago, you know, before I, I took over a bit. You know, but I so like what personally bothers you? Because in a way, before you start, uh, because there are a lot of problems in the world. <laughs> there are way mm-hmm. too many yeah. for you. Yeah. So you, in order for you to choose, you know, to start with one that affects you the most, perhaps maybe the thing that makes you go, ugh, like a guttural reaction. And the second, of course, uh, if you like start with your own experiences, you know, what? why do you feel this way? Something that's a simple. And I always make sure it's something that they actually experience, it's not just something that makes you feel sad, but also like affects your life in a material way. Like, for example, the way traffic. Like, mm-hmm. stops you from getting to school on time. That used to be back in the old days when we were all able to go out. But yeah, or something like the, the quality of online education. I, and of course, I'm, I'm, I'm partly to blame as the most responsible. But of course, we're, we're all stuck in this mess, you know, trying to teach via Zoom, you know. Um, it's not the best. We do, we do our best, but it's not the best of situations to have, a, uh, uh, to have an education. So, in a way, it's like, so, and then from there, you try to um, you try to ask like, okay, what needs to be done? All right. So what what needs to be done? And in order for you to do that, I need to I get I, I get ask students to like to research. You know, like what needs what is required of this particular uh, this particular problem. Uh, and I think that's, oh, of course, I, I force students to do this in a class. But technically, this is what everyone should be doing as citizens. You know, mm-hmm. you should. True uh you should like get uh, inform yourselves properly you know uh it, it's it's funny it feels yeah. like teaching people to like eat something as basic as that but you have to you have to look outside you know you have and you have to care you have to ask yourself, do i care and even if you don't care you ask why don't i care <laughs> uh so, do you guys care
0: <laughs> oh i do for sure <laughs> oh <laughs> but,
2: yeah, yeah. Mm. so uh as, I suppose uh, what I was trying to, what I'm trying to say is like w- weird thing is that the most like a regular young person tends to ask uh, f- like look for themselves. It's like this is me, this is who I am. But the question is, you should ask yourself, is like what uh, like where like where's where's my tribe? Like who who do, who shares my pain? This kind of pain, and then you form groups. You know, you form organizations who, who feel the same way. So you have to move beyond yourself. Like, for example, a lot of students uh, try to form like anti-sexual harassment, particularly women anti-sexual mm-hmm. harassment groups and advocacies because it's something that they personally experience. So from there, you know, they they tr- create a group to uh, like uh, spread awareness, or sometimes even have a petition for like safe space zones like a lot of things like in casin city they have that so it's it's something it starts with a personal stake or even like recently the community pantries it's started out of a personal disappointment well disappointment is well an understatement but yeah like a personal impatience with mm-hmm. the administration and so what she did was she just tried to start this the, the to start a, a community pantry, to start feeding those who cannot feed themselves, and a way for people to share, you know, and a lot of people followed suit. It became a model for a lot of for a lot of uh, other communities to get closer, to get to know each other. Even you know, they become close, much closer as a result, and they have their own takes. Some community pantries have well vegetables only; others have. Um, Actually, uh, uh, like contraceptives, even with free sex ed, yeah, Uh, and uh, anti HIV advocacy. Should have that, (laughs) perhaps. (laughs) Or or other? Did you? uh, Just a quick, uh, but did you
0: were you and were able to like uh, observe
2: the one we had in our village? You mean the one in Regis Grace, just outside? Yeah. Uh, yeah, there are quite a few people uh, lined out ups- outside. And it's a good that we're trying because I think there used to be an old joke saying, are there community boundaries in subdivisions? And like, there's a village and then in, 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 where we live. There's a village and there's a gillage. And the gillage are not mm-hmm. as affluent or as comfortable as uh, you and I got. Mm-hmm. But hopefully at least the people like in the g- village are actually helping the people uh, outside of it. And it's very close. In fact, we interact with a lot of uh, we go to the ma- same mass sometimes, uh, regardless of social class. You know, so we feel connected in that sense. And I'm sure a lot of the people from the parish community, you know, uh, contribute to that. And so that's a great thing. And the thing that I, I perhaps want to emphasize here is that when, you say, when, you say, when, you say, when people say politics, it's not always about the law. It's all, not always about structure. It's not always about authority. And it's weird to say in a pre-law org, but it's uh, yeah. Politics can also be something mm-hmm. like an act of creativity or freedom. And when we say freedom, it's not just choosing from alternatives; it's also starting something that is new, something that has never been tried before. It's uh, and that that's freedom, according to Hannah Arendt, one of my, the people that I usually teach in my classes. And she says that, you know, um, yeah, that's part of. Having a shared world, you know, that's politics. It's engaging in, and preserving and building a shared world. You know, if that's what, if that makes sense. So yeah, to um, so just be a part of that world and be, make it a better place for you and for me. And so, there are <laughs> people dying. <laughs> it's yeah. because of the karaoke. Thing. <laughs> All right, that's what I have to say about that. <laughs> All right.
1: Yeah, I agree. I also um actually heard from somewhere. I just forgot where, but the statement goes by um youth are the leaders of tomorrow, but the leaders of tomorrow must start today. So why should we pay attention to the power of the youth?
2: Like I said, uh the youth is a is a resource. You know, that you we haven't we not just you guys, me, yeah. We have the energy and the desire and the talent to Build our country, to build the world that we want to live in. Uh, but without the proper guidance, you know, then they would end up just like, not well, the Paris riots. You know, if you remember in 1968, if you watch the Dreamers, you know, I'm sure some special film watch. buffs, yeah. maybe, you know, not with Tita Jessica's around. <laughs> uh, I get it. Yeah, okay. It. It's it's good. It's a good movie, but but no, it's not. Anyway, uh, the thing is, <laughs> during that time in 1968 riots, you know, they just started rioting in the streets, and then uh, for months they even controlled the streets for a time. The police couldn't handle them, but they didn't really solve anything. They just wanted change, but they didn't know what kind of change. Similar thing happened with Occupy Wall Street. You know, there are a bunch of people who stayed in Wall Street to say, "Oh, we, we are, we are the that you know, "give us back our wealth." But they didn't really. They weren't able to get an audience with them they weren't able to find the solution they just simply sat in the park and sang kumbaya sang songs and of course it's an expression an expression of indignation and you know and you know that they don't like the current system but you also need to learn like how the system works in the first place you know you can't just tear a system down just because you don't like it you know there's this saying that i always say by gk chesterton he says, "Do not tear down a fence if you don't know what it's for, because you don't know if, like, it's like keeping you from falling off a cliff." And the thing is, in order for the youth to be useful, they have to work on being something other than youth, and that is to be, for instance, a part of the world and start and by getting jobs, and that's and in a way. Uh, The reason why it's not working, you know, we're not exactly excited to get a job is because once we're in the job, they don't really listen to us because we are are young and we are inexperienced. But the point is, you know, we have to be guided, you know, then then teach us if we don't know anything. Show us the ropes. So there needs to be an important uh, mentorship. We need to mentor youth. In fact, technically, to use your. Experience as an altar server, Gav, Actually, you, you remember you were an altar server. No way, yes, that I is. I do remember. Yeah, it's actually a mentorship towards the priesthood. You know, he let they let you hold the sacraments in the cup. And, you know, the what do you call mm-hmm. that with the incense? Yeah, They're, that's actually making you, you wear the robes, almost <laughs> like the priest. That's basically mm-hmm. it. and in a way, that's an exp- that's how you be a part of the world. You know, that's at least this one is a part of the religious world.
1: Yeah, I agree. I mean, I think like it is, you know, initiatives like, like any initiative that we can join. It's like what can give a massive motivation to push the youth Um, that we can be more and we can do more in our little ways. And unfortunately, uh, this is the last question, actually more of a pep talk. So Matt, what is your message to the youth to engage them in enacting change whenever and however they can?
2: No, I, I've said a lot about what the youth, has done, you know, it has a great potential and what it can do and what it has failed to do. uh, The youth can't do everything. And my only solution that I can think of to that is pick your battles and to choose a path. Pick a vocation. When I say vocation, like a specific path. If you want to be a lawyer, focus on being a lawyer. If you want to be a priest, focus on being a priest. If you Want to be an artist, focus on being an artist, you know. So instead, focus on not just, you know, for, on developing yourself, but also just what's right in front of you. Maybe mm-hmm. even start local. You know, if you can't change, you, like, you don't just wait for an election. You have to maybe start what you can in your own little way in the community within you, like the community pantries. The community pantry in Makinhaua only would really focus on Hawa But the change began like when people in their own communities put up a pantry and, you know, fed the people... In their communities start small,
0: yeah. They, <laughs> everything will follow, uh, will follow after that, right? So, yeah, um, yeah, as Kate mentioned, that was her uh, last uh, question for you. Yeah, not really a question, but like a final message from mm-hmm. Professor
2: Matt. Do I just call you that, or just or just sir? Math is fine, you know. Right? <laughs> My students call yeah. me that only if you <laughs> call me Matt because we know each other, <laughs> <laughs> right,
0: right? So, um, again, uh, before before we uh, wrap things up. We just do a quick reminder that the views and opinions of the host and resource persons do not represent those of the organization and the university and its stakeholders. So, once again, that has been the I guess what it's like it's just me or we we attended class a bit. Like, I sure you <laughs> learned a lot. I, I learned I a lot, really. Yeah, no, 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 I mean it in a good way, okay? Because you know, like sometimes when you're when you're in class, it's like you don't, have, you don't have any choice but to attend it, and you're just bored. But then now, here, yeah. it's a podcast, and we mm. really get to talk about things that, that people don't really bat an eye about. So, I'm glad we talked about, again, yeah, youth changed my life in a moment, and I'm pretty sure the youth, us, we will be changing our lives. But not just in a moment, but hopefully in longer terms.
1: I agree with you. You know, we as a youth can be so much more than we can imagine. Like, youth are game changers and you know, even better, we are change makers as long Mm -hmm. as we not turn a blind eye as to what is happening to the nation and even around the world. Mm -hmm.
0: That's true. So yeah, before we wrap things up, we would like to thank uh, everyone who joined us right now or are listening. of course, our speaker Matt. Thank you, Matt, for agreeing to become part of tonight's episode. Yeah, thank you. Before we really conclude it, we Matt, take this time to maybe you want to qu- give like a quick shout out to whoever or even promote whatever or your socials or anything. Go ahead, Matt.
2: Right. Well, uh, donate to your community pantry; they really need it. But second, uh, I have. If you enjoyed the points that I made and my style, uh, I do have a podcast with a fellow. Uh, teacher at the political science department, uh, Mr. Borge. Uh, we have this thing called the PI Podcast where we talk about Philippine politics, um, popular culture, films even. Uh, and uh, more like this, a, a little bit lighter, I suppose, hopefully. Uh, mm. So if you want that, please uh, give us a follow. Uh, at where You can find us at YouTube, Spotify, Anchor. And even if you like, in our Facebook group, hopefully you'll send a uh, Put up a link. Uh, and you can even send us an email at PI Podcast PH at gmail.com. So, yeah, please uh, give us a listen. You know. so that's the PI Podcast.
1: Eric, uh, all right. So, there you have it, guys. So, Matt, thank you so much for taking the time and sharing your insights when it comes to youth as change agents. So, I hope our listeners were able to think ponder or even to reflect towards making a significant impact on society and before we go in part ways i hope you guys took away something from our episode today and yeah stay updated for upcoming events through Layla self's facebook and instagram pages thank you for listening and i guess see you guys next term what do you think Yeah.
0: yeah i know this I, as mentioned this is the last episode for the term and yeah we'll see if we'll still continue Throughout the future things. So yeah. Uh, once again, this has been Gab.
1: Okay, your host for Lay Talks, the official Layla Soul podcast.